This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Hey, what makes a man? Is it the power in his hands? Is it his quest for glory? Give it all you got to, to fight to the top So we can know your story citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters this is a show that uh we're making sex safe again safe yeah how so i don't know it was off the blue right thing it was off the is that what it says on the the cover make sex safe that's the tagline yeah that's not good what else is not good what guess who's back back again what do you mean not good steven's back the hashtag tell a friend hashtag number one sidekick super fan elder steven Elder Steven. Elder Steven. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate you not being blue this time. I'm not blue this time. Uh, we are <laughs> white with a black tie, and uh, we're showing up hot. It's a good name tag, too. It's a great name Elder tag. Elder Steven. We're talking Orgasmo. Orgasmo. 1997. What a year. To be alive. <laughs> what a year. This movie's 22 years old. Yep. It looks 22 years old. It doesn't feel it. doesn't no, feel No, it doesn't feel it at all. Could be because it's NC-17, and we're all broken people. That's true, too. <laughs> Yeah, it's NC-17. <laughs> I didn't know that. I had no idea. You well, that s- would explain the box office pull on it. It's Well, it's it's question marks. It's nothing. Yeah. Uh, you ever seen this thing before, Brian? Yeah, oh, of course. Several times. Did you? I love it. All right, Steven? Uh, I have. Uh, I- I'm going to date myself here and, and explain why I'm the Boy Wonder uh, sidekick. I was five years old when this came out. And you watched it at six? Nope, nope, nope. I, I wasn't aware that it existed until I was in college. Uh, but once I knew it existed, I was hooked. Um, so I've, I probably watched it four or five times that year uh, and then a couple times in preparation for this, yeah. Was the hook in the shape of a dildo? <laughs> it could have been, right? It would have been convenient to get up and around walls. Yeah. It would have been. <laughs> yeah. What a crazy sure. movie. I've never seen this. Oh, really? This I'm, is the I've, first time? Yeah. Oh. When I, after I so, like started it, I'm like, I would remember every bit of this. Jealous. I don't remember anything. It's pretty fantastic. It's excellent. It in the fantastic. in the best worst way imaginable. In like the the trauma kind of way. In the exact trauma kind of way. Which this is we'll get to culty <laughs> as hell. Very much so. What a fun movie, because, man! You know, again, it did six hundred grand when it opened, and then since then, everybody knows this movie. So, well, it has a, built, a bit of like a built-in boost, right? With South, South Park. Park. I don't know if you've heard of that show, but with <laughs> South Park being the the big bump that it is, uh, you know, and, and Matt Stone and Trey Park, Trey Park and Matt Stone. Yep. Um, I get it's confused weird to with say names. the names. It's yeah, tricky. it's weird to say the names you out of order have like to that. Say them in order. Yeah. Uh, with them blowing up, uh, you're you're gonna obviously be able to go back and kind of see some of these early quirky, silly movies, and and Orgasmo speaks for itself. Yeah, this one's not even that old and quirky though. Well, for them, because this was their second movie. They did it, uh, right. Cannibal the Musical. And right. there's the trauma. We got right into it. Yeah. Damn. Have you ever seen Cannibal the Musical? I've never seen Cannibal the Musical. Have you seen I've it? It's awesome. fucking great. It's so good. With eyes full of hope as we aim for the sky is blue and all the leaves are green. My heart's as full as a baked potato. I think I know precisely what I mean. When I say it's a spectacle day. 
Oh, go see that movie for yourself. It's wild. So you've seen that one, which I hadn't even heard of until this movie, but not Orgasmo. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Neat. They use the word spadoinkle in a, <laughs> in, a, in a song. Okay. Because they use it as like a placeholder. Because it's a musical, obviously. Cannibal musical. Right. And then they just never replace the word spadoinkle. So have a spadoinkle day. That's amazing. Yeah. That's Feels why right. I love these guys. They're terrific. They're phenomenal. How many years into South Park were they at this point, too? Because it is still fresh. They weren't, were they? They might have been like a year into it. I want to say around 95, 96 is when South Park started, isn't it? Something like that. I'm trying to remember like when I got in trouble for watching it yeah. as a kid, sneaking to my older brother's room I want to say 96. TV. I think it's 1996. Okay. So it's fresh. Yeah, very much so. This is weird because yeah. usually I'm on Google yelling at you guys listening, and I'm here without Google, and I can't yell. Mm. You can yell. You can yell later when you listen. When back. I listen back, I'm yeah, like, you, you just idiot. get to be wrong with us. Then. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. yeah. fine. <laughs> That's half the fun. So much easier to be right with uh, Google in your fingertips. Yeah. What's this thing about? <laughs> Elder Joe Young is a Mormon missionary spreading the word of Jesus Christ and the Latter Day Saints throughout Los Angeles while trying to save money to marry his fiance Lisa at the Big Temple in Salt Lake City. One day, Joe finds himself knocking on the wrong door. You're making this sound like such a storybook right now. No, oh, that's it's the not? idea. It's like a fairy tale. It is a fairy tale. I think this fits fairy tale arc. T A I L. Remember that part in a uh, in Cinderella with the stunt cock? Right. That's in there, right? Yeah. It, Rapunzel, you let down your your cock. That's right. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. No. <laughs> the three little anal beads. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. Snow White and the Seven. Oh. No. Snow White will do good. it on her own. <laughs> Porn director Max Orbison, frustrated with his lead actor, sends his security guards to kill whomever it was that just interrupted the scene that he was filming. The guards tussle with Joe, who comes out victorious, catching Max's eye as the perfect replacement for his lousy actor. Which, by the way, do, do we think that there was a stunt double there? Because it really looked like it was Trey throwing those kicks and punches. Throwing like, those high kicks? Pretty, pretty masterfully, too. I think it, it might have been good. him. I think it was, too. I don't think they had it in the budget for a, a stunt <laughs> <No>. performer. <laughs> I like the small, like, quick twist that they do where he's like, I don't want to hurt you. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, wait, what? That's <laughs> <laughs> Mormon? What? <laughs> Max tries to talk Joe into acting in his movie Orgasmo about a sexy superhero who fights crime with his Orgasmerator Ray and sidekick Chota Boy. Joe knows... Acting in a pornographic film goes against his religion, but he finds out Max is willing to pay him $20,000 for two days of work. Woohoo! Would you? I would do it for $10. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> do I get a stunt cock? And can that stunt cock be black? Because he was in this movie. <laughs> sure was. <laughs> Joe asks for a sign from God as to whether he should accept the job or not. That's <laughs> <is> so good. <laughs> One of the best scenes right off the bat. His entire apartment shakes violently, but he sees no signs, so he accepts. Jesus' head popped off the statue that he's praying to. And I love how he just, like, without a beat, he goes, So nothing? So nothing? Huh? <laughs> he tells Lisa about his new acting job, but he leaves out the naughty bits. Well, he said the death of a salesman. Death of a Salesman. He's playing Biff. He's Biff, of course. Joe is in way over his head as the filming gets underway, but finds himself making friends with the Chota Boy actor, Ben Chapleski. Played by... Good fucking luck with that. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. Finish your your thought. Dan Backer. Is that how you say it? It's how you read it. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) You might remember as... Squeak! Squeak. Little bitch Scolari in Basketball. I hear mom's going out with Squeak. Dude, why is that totally fucked up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Basketball. Phenomenal movie. Again. Phenomenal. It's Trey and Matt doing their thing. They didn't direct that one, though, which no. is totally fine. Right. You don't it's have to phenomenal. direct them all. I did not know that. Yeah, I want to say it was Zuckers. 
Huh. The airplane suckers. Oh. I don't want to sound like a queer or anything, but I always <laughs> thought they directed that one. Ah. <laughs> uh, Matt Stone is on another Matt level Stone in this movie. In this movie. <laughs> is incredible. He is acting. <laughs> is he? <laughs> Everyone is acting. Yeah. Colin Farrell would not be out of place in this movie. <laughs> Agreed. Ben is a genius who graduated from MIT but works in porn because why not? He's a little boy. He wants to get some. He wants to get that uh, that sweet, sweet porn money and action. Mostly the action. I think it's mostly the action. Ben introduces Joe to his friend and sushi restaurant owner, G Fresh, who is having trouble of his own with thugs from the dance club next door trying to muscle him out so they can expand. G Fresh is a thing in this movie. G Fresh is a thing in this movie. Yeah. It's, a, it's an Asian man. A gangster Asian man. Yep. I don't know. Do I, we, that's all I got for that one. That, that's... Do we think Trey Parker relies on the same themes yes. because of the voices he can do for them? <laughs> or is there like some intrinsic like grab from it? Because like there's all you know, there's the shitty walk guy, which is the exact same yeah. kind of vibe. Um it, he he has these tropes that he comes back to, the Mormons. Uh yeah. I'm I'm wondering if it's just those are the limitations of his, Maybe. Of his range. I kind of look at it more like a Dan, Daniel Plainview situation from the Ruby Blood, where he gets that oil he gets that drainage he's got a deep vein everywhere he goes and for trey parker it's mormon's shitty walk yeah <laughs> yeah i think he's just there are certain things that are especially uh, funny shitty wall that's what it is goddamn Mongolian. ben shows joe that he invented a real life orgasma radar and the two go out in the town shooting orgasmic rays at unsuspecting citizens and getting a laugh and getting everyone off yeah joe also discovers that ben is a master of hamster style kung fu <laughs> but he gave it up long ago. Why Why did he give it up, Brian? Because oh. he told his dad he gave it up. He's, he that was his it. Dad, he's it <laughs> that up. was the whole reason. It's phenomenal. It's one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. So good. Uh, later when they'll flash back when he finally goes into his hamster mode. And did you notice it's actually like the a, actor now as a kid yep. with the oversized spoon? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's such lame sight gags that oh, just work. Phenomenal. Everything just works. Meanwhile, the thugs return and assault G-Fresh, convincing him to sign the contract and give up his restaurant. They beat him with a giant paddle, and he only gets a small cut on his face. Yeah. (laughs) He should be dead, but all he has is a tiny little cut. It's great. When Joe and Ben find out, they vow to set things right by using the Orgasmerator and their fighting skills to get back the contract, which they do. Hooray! End of movie. Oh, wait. Nope. Nope. But here's a twist. Orgasmo is a surprise hit, both financially and critically. People love it. It's everywhere. It's behind Star Wars and Jurassic Park in the box office all time. Number three movie of all time. Do you think it would have stayed there after Avengers Endgame? Uh, no, because in this world, Axel Braun would have knocked that off into a parody of his own, and it would have been gold. The triple X parody of Orgasmo? Or Orgasmo. I'd like Can to think of- Can you imagine that? No. I'd like to think of the licensing where Orgasmo is part of Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Disney buys of course. Orgasmo and includes them in the MCU. It's bound to happen. Of it course. makes sense. Or they sell to Sony two years after this because 1999. Right. Just get Think of, of how easy it would be to distract the Infinity Gauntlet off of Thanos when he's having a raging purple <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> it would be very good. Are you sure it's purple? Uh, well, whatever it's, is shooting out of the purple. ray gun is purple and Thanos is purple, so yeah, okay. purple plus purple hey, equals you, super purple. He's, got, those, purple. he's got the purple scrote chin. You should see the down low. <laughs> I bet it's wild. Or it's just super smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's just an opposite. <laughs> Joe wins all kinds of awards, but Max withholds his pay to keep him in town long enough to announce the sequel, Orgasmo 2. Joe Hung. Featuring Max's nephew, A-Cup, as Neutered Man. 
a villain impervious to the effects of the Orgasmo Raider. This guy sucks. I He's love A Cup. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. It's based off of Steven, the character. It's well known. Well, again, I was five, so I based all of this off of A Cup. Off of A Cup. Oh, yeah. it that makes sense. Now. Makes sense. Yeah. It's been a character for yeah. uh, 25 years now. Explains why you don't wear pants ever or shoes or anything. Great legs. I have a white white button up and a tie on, okay? Yeah, we never came, said what was below that. I came correct today. Max offers Joe double the money to star in Orgasmo 2, and Joe hesitantly accepts. He calls to tell Lisa the good news, which prompts her to show up unannounced to support him. As you do to advance a story. When she discovers what kind of movies he's actually in, she breaks up with him. Can we pause right there? Because she discovers him while she's in a movie rental store. Yes. <laughs> Did we catch any of the titles? Yeah, they're wild. It's all Jesus stuff. Uh, yeah, I got all of them, actually. Oh, good. Do tell. Birth of Jesus. Pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus of Nazareth. Yep. Yeah. Jesus the Healer. Checks out. Jesus of Nazareth again. Okay, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Jesus Scissorhands. <laughs> That's Jesus. <laughs> the Good, the Bad Jesus. And Raging Jesus. Amazing. Also amazing. The first the first shot of that rental store is all trauma films. And hey, how the bottom that? of the screen. There's the tie-in. I like to imagine this video store is getting run by Randall from Clerks. It made <laughs> yeah. me it made it easier for me to like understand what was going on here. Just watching Orgasmo on the on the Right. The well, it's the number three movie of all time, so you can't be too surprised. I love that scene in Clerks where he's ordering all the porn movies in front of the mom and the kid. <laughs> Makes me real happy. Joe tries to back out of the production of Orgasmo 2, but Max won't let him enlisting his henchmen to kidnap Lisa and ensure Joe finishes the shoot. When Ben discovers the henchmen are the same guys that beat up G-Fresh, he helps Joe with his assault on Max. They defeat the henchmen using the Orgasmorator, which is damaged in the scuffle. But A-Cup is too much of a match for them until Ben unleashes his hamster-style kung fu. Starts gnawing at the arm. Easily beating him. That's a move. You're a fighter, right, Steven? Wouldn't call me that, and I don't think it's a move. Well, well how much do you know about hamster style? Probably nothing. I'm not well versed. He gave it up. He gave it up when he was young. Yeah. Yeah. Over a bowl of whatever that was. (laughs) Mini wheats? I don't even know. After fixing the orgasmorator, Joe repeatedly shoots Max with it, incapacitating him. Joe and Ben are victorious and rescue Lisa. Ben blows up the mansion with his cock rocket. Joe and Lisa reconcile and she gives him her blessing to stay in LA and continue being a hero. And then it's time to pray. Would you look at the time? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking loved that bit. It's great. Meanwhile, Max is at the doctor's office. Not just any doctor. It's Dr. Lloyd Kaufman. So happy to see him. I was like, Made me real are happy. we going to go the whole movie without a cameo of Lloyd Kaufman? But there he was in the last scene. He should have been in this whole movie. The whole thing. doing Lloyd Kaufman type things. He should have been on set of every orgasmo scene. He should have been the director. Even though this guy's pretty good. Yeah. Whoever this guy is. It turns out because of all the repeated orgasms from the orgasmer, orgasmerator. So hard to say that many times. He needs to have his balls amputated, officially making him a real-life version of the villain Neutered Man. Setting up the sequel. Which never happened. Wasn't even hinted at, which is the best part right. ever. He was like, this is it. The end. Done. Hey, if Hancock 2 has a chance. So it doesn't. Does <laughs> so does Orgasmo 2. Orgasmo 2. Watch your language. You don't say Hancock down here. Yeah, that's a dirty word. It's a bad movie. That's Orgasmo. That's Orgasmo. What a ride. What a ride. What a movie. You just did like the PG version of it. Yeah, because big you time. left out all the sex. All the sex. All the sex. I left sex. it all out because I figured that'd be our own separate conversation. All right, let's talk porn. Just in general? In general. Oh. What is it? They're films. Tell me, I don't know. Adult what? adult no. film. <laughs> yeah, this movie's graphic for 
what it is, I guess. For an NC-17 movie. NC-17 is pretty graphic. Pretty pretty graphic for an NC-17 movie starring half you wouldn't porn expect stars. That. You wouldn't Ron Jeremy, he's in this movie. Ron Jeremy is in this movie as uh, Jizzmaster Zero. Yep. <laughs> that all checks out. A.K.A. Clark. Uh, you have you have dildo heads yep, that's, running around. Uh, that's on Chota Boy. Yeah, there's a mm-hmm. cock rocket mm-hmm. that plays a pretty pivotal part in this movie. Yep. Blows up a mansion. Yep. Grappling hook. That's also a dildo. Yeah. Yep, that's true. Of course. Uh, you have- A lockpick. Oh, that's right. That's oh, all, I forgot about also, that one. Also a a cockpick. Cockpick. Yep. Sure, sure. Take the layup. There it is. Just <laughs> leave it in. Uh, you also have, you got the, the T-Rex. Yes. The fat lady. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like whenever they recycle the South Park voices. Yeah. When, especially here when, when they're, they're not, not They're, they're not, not South, South Park, Park voices. voices. No, yet. it's a lot like in basketball at the end of it when he does the Cartman oh, voice. Oh, right. And you're like, but at that do, point, do Cartman's people know this? established like, thing. Uh, mostly or partially, but man, it's wild. T-Rex, the actress who they wanted to play her. Eartha Quake. Eartha Quake. How lost good too much name weight. is that? It's yeah, she, name. good for she, her. Yeah. She lost too much weight. The other were like, ah, eh, no. You're fired. Good for Which, you for getting healthy. You're fired. Yeah, also, we don't want you in, your, in our movie now. They have that one older porn actress lady who does the DVDA. That's right. DVDA, That's what it is. Which is also the name of their band. That's wonderful. DVDA is the name of Matt Stone and Trey Parker's band. That's Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Okay, yeah, you can't flip it. You no, can't flip it. Imagine if you put that on a hat. It's going to look like Ruka or something like that. Like that type of font. <laughs> DVDA. Yeah, exactly. There's... No doubt that uh, Trey Parker is musically talented. I, well, both of them, really. They'll, he went to Berkeley. They're Oscar nominated. There it is. I didn't know that. Well, for I was going to yeah. say, of course, the Book of Mormon. For a semester. Oh. And then he, he switched to <laughs> University of Colorado Boulder. But even to get in. Met Matt Stone. But even to get in says something about, uh, what kind of music is their band, though? It's um, all the songs. They're not going there's in that and writing song. any. Yeah. Got it. But there's also things like... Uh, America, fuck yeah. fuck yeah, got it. All the songs from Team America are actually credited as being by DVDA. I guess I was hoping for some deep cut where there's a ballad by those guys. They have or three songs that are not featured in any of their TV shows or movies. The names of those songs are "Everybody Loves Crack," <laughs> "David Kelly TV Warrior," and "Robert Redford Fucks Babies." <laughs> well, all right. So it's a serious band. Good. Very yep. serious. Very serious. Yep. There's a Schindler's List of bands. The Schindler's Fist of Bands, you mean? No, lay there up again. It is. Wow. This guy in the word Wow. Play. I feel like John Stockton in your car alone. <laughs> if we're going to keep this thing Utah. I mean, there's no reason not to. No, we're Mormons. we're Mormons. Do you think that these guys respect Mormons? I actually think they might. I think they fully do. Yeah. Like, is... very, very much so. Yeah. I yeah. see it I see it as being like a reverence kind of thing. Like, like oh, let's just make it a Mormon because all everybody knows Mormons are good guys. Well, that's what Trey Parker even says. He's like, you're not going to meet nicer people and it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. And they're also not going to get mad at him. No, because Trey Parker will openly say that they're either atheist or agnostic. They're somewhere in the middle of that. He's somewhere near agnostic. Yeah. The Mormons are so good at taking jokes. I know this is pretty well known. They took out an entire full page ad in the back of the Book of Mormon program. For the Book of Mormon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Like, what What better way to laugh for yourself? Like, yeah, we're on board, but hey, for what check it's us worth. out for real, though. But also, like, if you have questions about they anything you They are the tonight. Mormons, <laughs> and the Mormons just believe. By it, just believe. I love that that show. I so good. I know. I know. It makes me sad. No, these guys know music. Like, Trey Parker is Oscar-nominated for the South Park movie, Bigger, Longer, Uncut. Which is crazy. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. It's that, really? Yeah. I did not know that that was. What, what was the category? 
best original song. Of course. And he lost to Phil Collins. Oh, Tarzan. For Tarzan. Yeah. The, uh, that'll happen. The You'll Be In My Heart thing. We'll and then he tore him. Phil Collins apart in South Park right. because he could. Oh, just half a bar from that. And I'm sad. Just hold my head. It's about a man Take without a hands, shirt. Hold it tight. I don't know. Speaking of holding it tight, let's get back into orgasmo, huh? Hey, 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 hey. I'm so happy you started listening off porn parody names. Yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah. I want to play a game. Okay. It involves porn parody names. Naturally. Perfect. Because I have a list of 143 ridiculously hilarious ones. They're all real. real. I checked out most of them on the Internet the Adult Movie Database. <laughs> Over the last Because two I wanted months. to figure it out. I checked them all out. They're fine. They're fine. <laughs> They're fine. I'm raw. Do you have a favorite? <laughs> Do I have a favorite? Yeah. I have a lot of favorite names. But the game I want to play I'm involves me reading out the real synopsis of whatever this is. And you guys coming up with the porn parody name. See if you can guess the right one from oh. All of a sudden, I know why I'm here tonight. Yeah, this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> All of a sudden, I know why I'm alive. It's exciting. <laughs> Meaning to my life. I'm going to start you off easy. I'll start off, Brian. Steven's warmed up already, clearly. Oh clearly. I had a fluff. I'm going to give you... <laughs> <laughs> Brian, this movie, the synopsis is, after awakening from a four-year coma... A former assassin wreaks vengeance on the team of assassins who betrayed her. Think porn parody. I can't even think of what... Involves a yellow jumpsuit and a sword. I knew it. Oh. A Hattori oh. Hanzo sword. Um, it's going to have to be... I think I'm overthinking this. I'm trying to think of a rhyme. Oh, just be easy with it. It's, it's just... None of these took any thought. Kill Bill, a triple X parody? No, it's not. Oh. None of these are a triple X parody. Oh, okay. I want to put that in there. That's good. Who's Fuck Bill? It's You're close. It's... Phil Bill. I was going to say Phil Bill. <laughs> I was trying to think of rhymes and I couldn't. But think you would have still Phil been Bill. wrong because there's a subtitle called "Revenge of the She-Male." Okay. Fuck. I would have. I was oh, gonna wow. say Phil Bill. Yeah. That's a. That's. I was solid. gonna ask you to tag me in, motherfucker. Should have tagged you. In. Yeah. Should have tagged ta you. Should have double teamed it. <laughs> DVDA. You could have been Kill Phil Volume Two. Nice. I don't know if there is one. Phil Bill. Not important. <laughs> Steven. Yeah. It's a 1990 movie. A species of South American killer spider. Hitches a lift to the U.S. in a coffin and starts to breed and kill. Eight-legged fucks. You're on the right track, but it's a different movie. Can I guess? Yeah, let's tag in. Is it Arachnofuckia? You're awfully close. <laughs> That's the movie. <laughs> Arachnosuckia? Close. It's Arachnophobia. Oh, of course. Oh, it's so of good. Of course. So good. Is it a lesbian movie? It's I, <laughs> and a, I have no idea. On account of the phobia. <laughs> right, it didn't right, have yeah, yeah. it didn't have a porn synopsis, so I couldn't I couldn't tell you. That or some sort of fetish towards uh, impotence. Sure, sure. You know what? You might as well just work together on all of these because clearly they're going to be tricky. Deal. This is a television Deal. show from 1997, ran to 2003. A young woman destined to slay vampires, demons, and other infernal creatures deals with her life-fighting evil with the help for friends. Okay, I know what it's supposed to be, but I don't. I'm trying to think of the porn name. Don't be shy. You two are a team now. You are Orgasmo and Chupaboy. And Chotaboy? Chotaboy. That's a Chupaboy. What was the, that's nothing. It's like a Chupacabra yep. slash boy? Sure. There's nothing porny about that. Hmm, there is now. <laughs> Rule 34. M made it hot. I can't think of anything dirty that rhymes with Buffy. Right. right. Oh, yep. you're not trying hard enough because then you would have come up with Muffy. The <laughs> oh, oh Muffy. It was right in front of my face. I could smell it. <laughs> uh, that makes me look at Arthur in a whole new way. <laughs> this film, we've already sort of mentioned once tonight. It's from 1994. The synopsis is, 
The lives of two mob hitmen, a boxer, a gangster, and his wife, and a pair of diner bandits intertwine in four tales of violence and redemption. Pulp Friction. Nailed it. Oh, that's incredible. Absolutely nailed it. Yes. Well played. <laughs> I need to see your certificate. You're too good that at That was this. uncanny. It was fast, too. Definitely seen that one. I might get my full-blown superhero card tonight. It's possible. Yeah. You're trying to get full-blown tonight? It's very, very possible. You can't see it, but Brian and I just fist bumped. Oh, that's what those were? That's what those were. It's like a baby's <laughs> arm holding an apple. This is a 2008 film. It stars Sylvester Stallone. I'm going to throw that out there right away. It's the single title of it. In Thailand, John Rambo joins a group of mercenaries to venture into the war-torn Burma. Carry on from there. Slambo. Crambo. It's worse. This one's ridiculous. Ramblo. You're closer. <laughs> Slamblo. Nope. It's Rambut. Rambut. Okay. <laughs> Rambut. Right. They didn't even they didn't try. Even try. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even bother. 2006 movie starring Thomas Hanks, America's Treasure Thomas Hanks. A murder inside the Louvre and clues in Da Vinci paintings. Yada, yada, yada. The Da Vinci showed. Oh, that would have been so much better than what they have here. <laughs> the Da Vinci hose? You're uh, f- farther. It's the Da Vinci load. <laughs> oh, of course it is. <laughs> yep. Because yep, why wouldn't yep. it be? Of course. Oh, I'm I'm mixing up uh, National Treasure with Nick Cage. Mm. Better, no, not better movie, but still, they're like on weird par. twist, weird twist that you could take there. I would like it. Speaking of, of National Pleasure, there it is. Oh, there you go. You did it. You're way too good at this. <laughs> Whatever you're doing right now, quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a James Bond film. It's originally called Octopussy, yep. and that wasn't dirty enough. What do you think they changed it to? Knowing Dave. Trick question. It's Octopussy. It's not. Fuck. Which is wild. I have no it's, idea. It's what do filthier? You even do it's dirtier that? than that? No, it's just weird. They called it October Pussy. Okay. Mm. So just take that for what it's worth. That's weird. It's timely, if nothing else. There's two of these movies. Starring Rick Moranis. This one. From 1989. The scientist father of a teenage girl and boy accidentally shrinks Honey, his I fucked the kids. No, that's probably what illegal. Is, what wow. is wrong with you? Wow. Also, you're right. No, honey, no I, you're wrong. Honey, I fucked the stepkids. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Algorithm automatically puts that in there, yeah. Yep. Not right, though. I feel like that would have been too easy. Yeah. If that's what it was. Like, and give him a little bit of credit. Probably Steven. legal implications, too. Um, True. Not True. in porn. I mean, some of these titles are as simple as Hung Wankenstein and Forrest Hump <laughs> and Edward Penis Hands. And Dawson's crack. <laughs> That's fucking phenomenal. Is it honey? Honey, I shrunk the chicks. Nope. It's no. honey. I blew up my tits. Okay. <laughs> Followed by the sequel, honey, I blew everyone. Okay. As you do. As you do. I'm gonna give you one more. This is a movie about a boy who wants to become a real boy, and his nose gets real big every now and then. Sure, mm. but I imagine in the porn parody version, it's not his nose. Probably could be. Who knows? Pinocchio. That's nothing. That's absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's peen. I don't know. I got nothing. You somehow came up with like a fourth grader version of a porn <laughs> That's what most of these have been. Yeah. That's right. It's just Pornocchio. Ah, Pornocchio. Come on, guys. Of course. Yeah. Usually porns don't have the word porn in the title. All right. I, I need to go out on a win. Give me one more. One more. I'm being greedy. All right. I'll give you one more. This movie is a adaptation of a video game starring Lara Croft. Womb Raider. Womb Raider. Sure is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Seemed like an easy one to go out on. Yeah, that's perfect. Good. Happy with that. So there's porn in this movie. Did you know that? Yeah, one or two scenes of it. There's, yeah. there's a couple instances of 
some machine gun jeblies. Gratuitous male behinds. There's a lot of male behind. I feel like you can't go any deeper and like there's no subtext in this movie. This movie is just text. It's yeah, yeah. It's all text. It's balls deep in it, yep. And we usually hate that. Usually. And here? Nah. It's perfect. Nah. Yeah. You like don't need any subtext in this. It's like some of their jokes go as simple as like, Jesus. Where? It's so good. It's so it's good. so good. But it also makes sense. Because one of Trey Parker and Matt Stone's biggest inspirations, you know who it is? Monty Python. Sure fucking is. Of course. Which is appropriate for this week because Monty Python's Flying Circus, 50 years old this week. Yeah. First aired. In their first season, there's an entire sketch with these different detectives that come in to like this stuck up room like they do, like a clue type thing. He's like, oh, where's the body? Where's the body? And they're like, there is no body. Like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm Detective Tiger. Tiger? Where? (laughs) (laughs) They just take that joke from just sure. borrow it, and it's it's wonderful. See, I was like, getting simple things like that. See, I was getting Leslie Nielsen vibes, like uh, you know, uh, an airplane. Oh, what is it? Oh, it's a thing that people fly in, but that's not important right now. Like that, <laughs> that kind of. But yeah, I, I they, see they definitely the show now. all their inspirations for sure. all the time in their jokes. Take time. Speaking of there being porn in this movie, half of the budget for the picture actually came from a Japanese porn company called Kuki, and all they wanted was its performers featured in a mainstream. Western media movie. Oh, the Naughty Twins. The 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 <laughs> Assfuck Twins. I'm sorry, I can't say that word. <laughs> Elder. Not Steven just over them, Not but I actually I believe that um, G Fresh was also one of their performers. He's an Assfuck. He's not an Assfuck, but he's. I think he might be one of the Kooky people. I don't even know what to talk about this thing because there's so much and so little all at the same time. Want to give this thing a super stuff? We might as well. There's plenty there for it. Setting. It's L.A. It's yeah. We see the Hollywood sign with a subtitle that says Hollywood. <laughs> I started crying laughing when that happened. That's really funny. I heard that it's not easy to get like permission to shoot the Hollywood sign. I, I wouldn't know. I've never filmed in LA. I, that's just a thing I've heard. They're very, they'll go after you too if you use it without their permission. They probably thought no one would ever see this movie. Maybe. Trey Stone and Matt Parker, who are they? <laughs> yeah, sure. Use it. So what are we saying for? It's LA. It's LA. They keep saying it's LA and they keep referencing Welcome to Hollywood and that stuff. That's true. 0.75? I'm thinking one. Okay. Just wild, but... Is it LA enough to warn a one? Shoot porn. Yeah, but... Getting that movie. It could be Florida. There. You know what? <laughs> Just because of porn? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree with Dave because Porn Valley and all that is, is a very much LA... It, it had to happen in LA. Had he done his mission work anywhere else, he, he might not have ever been Orgasmo. That's fair. I'm good with one. Boom. One it is. Style and tone. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is weird. It is weird. The porn stuff is very porn-like. That's true. Where it's shot badly. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And the rest of it is so uniquely Trey Parker and Matt Stone. It's uniquely Trey Parker. Well, it, oh, I feel yeah. like Matt Stone really doesn't do that much. He's a writer. Big time writer. Okay. Well, this whole thing was written by Trey Parker. Yeah. Written, directed, and acted. I'll go 0.75. Yeah. I think that's... I don't know if I want to go a full one, because I feel like Trey Parker just said, camera, shoot it. Yeah. Go. Yeah, that's... But South Park was in its infancy. Right. Basketball hasn't happened yet. Yep. All of the other brilliance of Book of Mormon and all that hadn't come yet. This really it did does, It's ha- on tone. It it's... has a tone. It, it, it. Are we going one? I think you got you it. You might be going one. Did this already Holy beat hell. Hancock? It should have beat it. Not yet. It beat Hulk. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Hulk, the only pure zero we have. Hero. He saves the day. He saves the day. But he lies to his fiance. He lies to his fiance. 
He goes against the wills of his God. Jesus doesn't like what he's doing. Jesus gives him a thumbs up at the end of the movie. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> he's sure to ghost Jesus, too. Ghost Jesus. Double thumbs. He Obi-Wan's him. I'll yeah. go 0.5. That feels right. Yeah, okay. Villains. Oberson? The porn director? Yeah, Max Orbison. That guy, he's fine. He's got three X's in his name. Yeah, he does. Max. Well, I mean, he he actually tries to film a rape at the end, doesn't he? Yeah, he pretty sure much. Does. With A Cup and the fiance. Yeah. That's that's pretty evil. That is, that is very evil. evil. And what is his motivation? Money? Money. It's always money. Money and he just wants to screw I'll, I'll go 0.5. I think the rape is enough to, to get to get it to really go far yeah. enough. But female characters. The fiance is great. She's wonderful. She does not interact with another single female in the entire That's movie. So what would you go with for her? For her? Like a point two five. And then what about the old lady at the beginning who tells Trey Parker to go fuck himself? I want to give her a five. Her personally. Yeah. Coolest old lady ever. Yep. Um, oh, you're a Mormon. But then, well, then you could fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> there's all the other women in the movie. They're porn stars. And yep. they actually have redeeming qualities. They do have redeeming qualities. There's a nice scene where like Ron Jeremy is talking about with, with one of the porn actresses how it's like, yeah, but like the men are being taken advantage of too. Like the guys who are in the show, in the in the movies and the ones watching it. And yeah, who's like, being victimized. She, and she's like, but yeah, the women are victimized. It's like, yeah, people are victimized. It's a weird scene. Yeah. Especially for 1997. Especially for Ron Jeremy. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, Georgie, the porn actress uh, who can't walk a straight line yes. without bumping into walls and has gotten extra uh, breast augmentation, I right. think does the whole movie in for yeah, female I, I characters. I think she probably right there. drops the whole yep. thing down to at least a zero. Yeah, probably a zero. Yeah. Zero it's probably a sure. zero. I think zero is probably generous. Not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. This movie does not care about women, unfortunately. And no. that's a problem. No, not a whole lot. Story and motivation. His motivation's money. It is. Because he, he wants to get married at the temple. He wants to get married at the temple. And the story, is, there's a story. It is a story. It's not a good one. It got interesting because it took the turn halfway through where, was it Chota Boy? Where he created an actual orgasmator or whatever it is. Where he has the actual orgasmator. And I thought, I was like, is he actually going to turn into a superhero now? Because that would be cool as hell. And he sort of doesn't really ever go the whole way with it. Yeah. But then again, he kind of does. At the end, he kind of just dresses up in the purple suit. Yeah, the... yeah, and he's just getting he doesn't everyone go full off. orgasmo, but he does. He does suit up and go, go against the bad I'll guys. I'll go point five. I think that's super, super, super generous. I think he could even get away with point two five. I'm okay in a world where that's a point two five. I think you're probably. I'm right. more okay I with the point two five. <laughs> Music one. What I am strictly inclined to agree strictly for the theme song to this. And nothing else. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We kept saying, all three of us here kept saying, that's been in our head for a week. That's true. It's it the catchiest so, song so good. I've ever heard. I could not stop singing it. Yeah, I'm going to go one strictly for that song. The rest of the music is a pile of shit. Yep, it's nothing. Well, it is porn music, which is usually awful. Right? It's not so, good. Very beat so, But you're saying it's intentionally bad music. Uh, am I turning Those on are... myself here? I think I'm a fan of the one. Yeah, well, there we go. It's a the, one. The music's done by Trey Parker and- Matt Stone is the executive music coordinator for this thing. So they knew what they were doing. Yeah. And the composer is a guy named something, I'm sure. I'm sure. He has a name. I have it written down. I'm not going to look at it. Not worth it. <laughs> Impact on the genre. Zip. On the genre, it's a zero. Yeah. Yeah. I fully believe that because yeah. this has nothing to do with anything. Impact no. on these boys. Impact. massive. Yeah. Impact on, on Trey Parker and Matt Stone. On the history of Broadway. 
<laughs> it's it's like about three, that, huh? true which too. is nuts. That's insane. Yeah. This has impact everywhere except for the, the superhero genre. genre. Yeah. Parents. That's a that's a zero, I'm pretty sure. We get no mention of them. Nothing. We got we, nothing. It's we zero. know that he's probably got a ton of siblings. Because <laughs> Mormon. Yeah. Probably the, got a ton of parents, technically. A lot of step parents, I'd imagine. The, step parents? Yeah, because the dad probably married a lot of moms. Oh, he's got a lot of sister moms. That's it. I don't know how that works. The only parent, <laughs> the only parent you hear of is Lisa's dad, who keeps dropping her off at choir practice. But that hardly right. counts at right. all. Nope, that's that's, that's nothing. Yeah. That is nothing. so removed. Yeah. Doesn't even have, doesn't even have a father in law technically. Yet. So gotta go right. zero there. All right, zero. we gotta go zero. And finally, one liners. Two. Yep. Two. Yep. Yep. I yep. Yep. Loved it. And you want to know why I'm going with a two? Why is that? I'm Sancho. I am Sancho. Because of Sancho, of all the things in this movie, Sancho. Well, what else do you want me to say? Don't quote Dickens in my house. That's my. Oh my god! <laughs> that Eric line fucking excuse me broke me. <laughs> the one that really got me was curses. Yeah, curses. Curses. <laughs> Jesus, where? Where? Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll give it a two. Um, wow, that's gonna give Orgasmo a final score of six point two five. Fucking incredible. That's wild. That's, That's very high. All right, we fanboyed. We fanboyed. Of course we did. Deal with it. But you know what? Fuck off. It's great. I agree. We, I mean, we got to take care of uh, G Fresh, mostly because there's nothing sadder than a sad Japanese. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene, while all the glass is shattered and she's still cleaning it. Do you notice that? <laughs> she's wiping down like a piece of the glass that's yeah, like that's already broken. He's in the all the glasses in the sushi, they still serve it. And is is it one character that's cycling between wiping off the glass and, and stopping it from doing the karaoke? I think it's the same person. <laughs> She's like doing shots at the same which, time which simultaneously. Is, again, kind of a Trey Parker, Matt Stone uh, thing they like to do because in South Park, the you know the I'll slap you silly bit, and he's slapping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, oh my god! He's, uh, he's two houses away. And then the next shot, he's slapping him on his same stoop. And then the next shot, he's walking back into his house two houses away. <laughs> they they just have some silly things down to a science. They get it. They, yeah. know they completely yeah. get it. Like, is this a good movie? No. I, is it a great movie? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I love this movie. Let me tell you about a man who doesn't love this movie. Oh, boy. What did Ebert have to it's say? It's a man who, even if you shot an orgasminator at him right now, nothing would happen. <laughs> Because he's dead. Dead. Roger Ebert saw this movie. Well, I mean, sure, why not? That amazes me. I don't know how and I don't know why. I. But he saw it right when it came out. So, okay, wow. Do you think maybe he saw it in Toronto at the Film Fest? No, he saw it at the U.S. release. Oh, wow. Going off of the date. So it came after, out... after he got its NC-17 rating, he was like, I'm going to go review this. I'm going to go review this. Is anyone else uncomfortable with that? He's like, a perv. He's a perv. He loves super uh, oh, sex. Oh, no, he I just mean- Love in... super sex. <laughs> That's true. This should have been like- his personal wet dream. I just mean like when you when you watch like a sex scene with your parents in the room, like that weird yucky feeling because an older person is like watching sex around you. Oh, okay. I feel like Ebert should have never had this movie enter his sphere. That that's I'm uncomfortable. He with was this. younger then. Yeah, but he really didn't give a shit about this movie because <laughs> the cast that all? he lists here, the cast is Trey Parker as Elder Joe Young, Matt Stone as his friend. Yeah. He didn't even give a shit to he's, even he's try. Dave the photographer. Dave the lighting guy, how dare you, and how dare Ebert. Actually, he's the photographer. I wrote it down wrong on here. Because ah, he, he was, he was holding a camera. Right. 
He didn't have the lighting. No, it's you know, true. I was looking at the little cheat sheet here, and I was like, I don't remember having the lighting because there's the one the guy, guy next to him has the boom. He uses sure. the boom as a staff against uh, Orgasmo. Mm-hmm. Roger Ebert gave this thing a half a star. I think because he had to. I think he doesn't have a choice. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think he he must not give out zeros. When a critic uses the word sophomoric, it's a good sign you're dealing with an amateur. Once you get to be a junior. You should more or less retire sophomoric your vocabulary. I want to read that again because it still doesn't make sense. Okay. Is it a typo? No, uh, no. There, unless he his dead fingers forgot words. Once you get to be a once you get to be a junior, you should more or less retire sophomoric your vocabulary, unless no other word will do. Oh, maybe maybe the word from is supposed to be sophomoric yeah. from your vocabulary. Maybe it's not there. All this print page next to that to print this horrible review if you really mm. want to. Sick. Right. Uh, he oh, says, right. a database search through my old review reveals that I used it only twice in the 1990s. Once to refer to the plot of Wild at Heart, and again to describe Jim Morrison's lyrics, and in only 11 reviews in total. They included National Lampoon's Animal House, Airplane, and the surfing documentary, The Endless Summer. Okay, in so all three off. cases, I'm sure the directors themselves would agree it was appropriate. Okay, so he's he's saying, like, intentionally sophomoric. Right. Then he says, now I must use the word again. Orgasmo, a comedy by South Park co-creator Trey Parker, is the very soul of sophomorism. It is callow, gauche, obvious, and awkward, and designed to appeal to those with similar qualities. Shit. Well. Not wrong. Yeah, pin the tail on me. (laughs) His last paragraph says, Orgasmo was made before Trey Parker and Matt Stone became famous for the South Park cable cartoon program. There is an even earlier film, Cannibal the Musical, which is unseen by me and has an excellent chance of remaining so. South Park is elegant in its way, a self-contained animated universe that functions as a laboratory to conduct experiments in affronting the values of viewers, who, if they held them, would not be watching. I like South Park. It has wit. I guess Orgasmo was a stage the boys had to go through. They're juniors now. Ugh, that hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That hurt. You can't say that you like South Park, but you don't like Orgasmo. It doesn't work. No, it's it's the exact same humor. I completely agree with you there. And it's its own self-contained universe, so that, that argument is dumb, too. Right, and his half a star doesn't line up anywhere because Rotten Tomatoes won 100. What do you think? 44. 66. 48. Okay. okay. You're really good at this. Yeah, and, and the audience score is 66%, so it's pretty much middle of the road all around, I'd say, if you really want to yeah. average those out together. But do you think those reviews are fair to what Roger Ebert's saying? For man who says, I like South Park. I think they're probably more fair than his review is. In what sense? In that people are, are I mean, he, he said, I like South Park. This movie gets 0.25. But the people are like, yeah, it's, it's good enough. Half of them like it, half of them don't. It's a point around a 0.5 if you average your critic score and your Oh, he gave it a half score. star out right. of four. He right. gave this thing dick. He didn't even give it 0.25. Rotten Tomatoes is is a live, like a, a living score, like so that's reflective of today. Huh? Right, they're doing a hell of a lot better than Roger Ebert in Living. <laughs> Good job. Well, I, I think the cult audience that this has now garnered it probably has something to do with that rating. That would make sense, right? I could be. I could, I could see, see this being a midnight movie, big time. Oh, absolutely. it probably is. I would almost guarantee it. I'm gonna go see more midnight movies. So. You guys like this movie. Jesus and I like this movie. <laughs> Jesus and I love this movie. <laughs> Jesus ah, and right. I love this movie. What do uh, what does Amazon think? Those monsters? Those monsters. Oh boy. Those monsters and their Jesuses. Jesus. 
Nice. Jesus and them don't love this movie. Out of the 338 customer reviews on Amazon.com, 68% of them are five star. Fantastic. 6% are one star. So you can imagine there's not many. Right. Not many reviews to pull off of. So I pulled a few. From December 10th, 2018. Oh, recently. That is pretty recent. Title. I got the wrong movie disc in the Orgasmo case. That's unfortunate. I opened the manila Amazon envelope, unwrapped Orgasmo, and opened it to see Captain America the First Avenger. Huh. That is... Does that mean that there's somebody out there who ordered Captain America the First Avenger and got Orgasmo? Probably like a 12-year-old. Because that would make me so happy. Wow. That is America's ass. (laughs) Yep. It makes (laughs) sense. Now, that's how you get them into the MCU. There it is. You get them young... Uh, nope. No, I meant Orgasmo into the MCU. <laughs> oh, he there's just your replace Steve Rogers with Joe Young. I bet Kevin Feige's listening to this right now. He's already working so. up the contract. I hope so. Good chance of it. From November fourth, twenty fourteen. None stupidest movie I've ever watched. None stupidest. Sounds like they like it. None stupidest movie I've ever watched. Okay. You would think someone who is on that level of just living in this world would probably like this. Probably like I didn't think all it was jokes. None stupidest. Uh, they're probably married to this person from November 6th, 2014, so two days later. Completely stupid movie. No sexnessy. Huh? There's no sexnessy. No sexnessy. None. Do you think someone was looking for the real actual orgasmo? <laughs> oh, maybe. I didn't see any P and V. This is not for me. <laughs> I don't need a stunt cock. I got my hand. I want to watch orgasmo. This so is they're... like the behind-the-scenes making of Orgasm. I just want to see the actual film. <laughs> Why are they showing the documentary part where he's saving the world? <laughs> Stop cutting away from the sexnessy. <laughs> sexnessy. Apologies to our Alabama listeners. <laughs> they're on board because I bet they think that Orgasm is the type of superhero they can have a beer with. Eventually. Eventually. When he gets cool at the end. I don't know if he drinks. Probably even does, after he gets doesn't cool. drink. Now, this one's someone who uh, wanted to go out of their way to point out everything wrong with this movie in terms of Mormonism. Oh, boy. Oh, God. From February 24th, 2005. So this thing has got a vintage on it. I was living in Utah when this film came out and garnered some controversy for its inaccurate depiction of Mormons. <laughs> okay. In case you weren't wondering, this is not an Wait. accurate depiction of Mormons. What? Yeah. I didn't get to see it until it was on cable a couple years later. I want to know what cable package they had in 2005 where they could watch this. Yeah. Watched out of curiosity, hoping it would be at least semi-accurate satire about the Mormon faith. I was appalled and embarrassed by this poorly made film. If the creators are going to skewer a religious community for whatever the kicks they have, at least do it right. Here's the thing. Mel Gibson, Passion of the Christ. He did it the right way. There you go. (laughs) Here's the thing. Do they at all even mention any of the inner workings of the Mormon religion besides the mission work? He does kind of like, he reads the Book of Mormon barely in this, but it's like, it's nothing. Mostly on set to porn actors. Right, 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 right. But it seems, and this is coming from someone who isn't a Mormon, it seems fairly accurate and not offensive. Well, for what it's worth, this person also says they got so many of the facts wrong that they lacked any kind of credibility at all. What facts were there? I don't know. Whoa, hold on, hold on. One point. Mormons don't have to pay to have a wedding in one of their temples. So that blew the premise of an LDS missionary needing money to have his wedding in this pricey Salt Lake City temple. Bam. Whole premise of the movie. Gone. Gone. Completely gone. 
We need to revisit the super score. Not <laughs> <laughs> allowed. Nor should it be. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. This review just put on a on a white shirt and a black tie and a name tag saying oh saying Elder Troll. <laughs> the acting is horrible. The story is too outlandishly raunchy and nonsensical. This really is one of the worst films I've ever seen. And I'm not even Mormon. Oh, no. Not, now they are, because clearly they got all the credibility. Yeah. I will give this film one bit of credit, though. Because of its controversy in Utah and the anger it aroused among Mormons for their false portrayal of their faith community, I'm certain that this film launched a Mormon film industry that has tapped into the talents and the stories of Mormons all along the Wasatch Front. My advice? Skip this movie and watch God's Army, The Other Side of Heaven, <laughs> Singles Ward, and The RM. And most of all, the one most <laughs> the one must see Mormon film of all, the best two years. Uh did this person get this movie thinking they were going to get an accurate depiction of the Mormon faith? It's possible. It's called Orgasmo. If that doesn't say I'm well, coming is... to Utah with these scrolls that I dug up in New York. That's how it works, right? Yeah, something like that. I looked into a hat and I read it. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That flew into volcano and John Travolta. Uh, Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, if you want an accurate depiction of the Mormon faith and not some porn parody. Oh, hold on. They gave another recommendation now. Oh, I good. want to read it out to be fair. Okay. In those films, you will find much better stories, better acting, and a more accurate portrayal of Mormons than Orgasmo. <laughs> a film that only wasted money in celluloid. Oh, boy. They put a warning at the end. Okay. And I the warning has two asterisks, and it says, To the individual who keeps voting not helpful, Amazon asks you if the review is helpful, not if you agree with the review. Trust me, people. This movie's bad. If you want to see a film about Mormons... Yada 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 again. That's not a helpful. That's not a helpful review because they're reviewing something that's not. It's not even the movie. There are comments on this one, okay, as well because this is really the only review that's here. Sure, for the most part, some people say that they like the Da Vinci Code. Mm -hmm. So there's that Da Vinci Load. I apologize, Da Vinci Load. Thank you. They also say that right, a Mormon wedding costs the couple nothing except ten percent of your income for the tith, so you're eligible for the Temple Recommend. Feels like they just called Mormonism like a pyramid scheme almost. So, I mean, that's a pretty standard tithe, isn't it, for most religions? I don't know. I haven't been in church in a long time. I don't know. Another person said, I never thought that this movie was trying to get an accurate portrayal of Mormons. The whole movie was a joke. People could lighten up and learn to enjoy movies. <laughs> There's an <laughs> orgasm ring. What are you? It's not a movie about Mormon and sex. Are you one of those people who thought the Da Vinci Code was based on actual events? <laughs> <laughs> And that was followed up very quickly with, why would anyone watching this care about your recommendations of Mormon films? <laughs> this is the South Park, guys. What do you, what, when was this review done again? This one was done in 2005. Yeah, at this point. They're on. deep. They're deep into their nonsense. Yeah. Everything. You should know better. I'm, I'm kind of, I never thought I'd say this. I'm tired of talking about porno. Yeah, it was a bit much. It's a bit much. Let's get to watching it. Yeah, it's starting to hurt now. No, I see what you did there. Ah. Yeah, it's chafing. He's red. Completely red. He started out blue. Brian, what are we talking about next week? Next week, we're going to talk about something a little less uh, X-rated, a little more PG-13-ish. Uh, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. It's one I've been dreading. Yeah. I actually, I don't know. You might end up liking it. I'm not sure. You've told me that a few times, and a few people have told me that. 
And it could be my... Other people have said that? Yeah. Okay. I don't feel alone then. Yeah. I, I like garbage sometimes, but I like to try to find the silver lining in garbage. I think I think this garbage has a good silver lining, and I think you'll find it. And I see, I don't think it's the worst movie that, that's come out. Um, people hated this thing when it came out. Yeah. I mean, it's a miserable pile of shit, but, <laughs> but I don't think that, it's the worst. Totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than other DCEU movies. I'll just leave it at that. Like what? Like the two that come immediately after it. Justice League and Suicide Squad? Yeah. All right. So this one at least has some redeeming qualities. That's fair. I mean, you you called me liking Man of Steel, and yes. I love that movie so, so much. Yeah. So now I'm curious about this one. I've never seen it. Very curious. I have, and it's fine. Well, fair enough. <laughs> but we'll talk about that next week. Uh, until then, if you like what you hear, you can give us a rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever else. Like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cape Podcasters. If you have any questions or comments or stories, send them to capepodcasters at gmail.com. Don't forget to keep listening at the end of every episode where we have post-credits. Well, three this week. Yeah, we're going to have quite a few. Steven, man, thanks for stopping by. I don't want to sound like a queer, but uh, I always love being here. Thanks, fellas. <laughs> it's always a good time. You have a very good Dave the Lighting guy slash photographer impression. <laughs> uh, it feels right. It feels natural. It's a, very it's good. a good Mets dome. Yeah. So we'll see you next week for BVS. DMJ. <laughs> Same pod time. Same pod channel. That's Orgasmo. Dave, what do you think happens after the credits? What I think happens after the credits is Gilbert Godfrey sitting on his couch <laughs> in his apartment watching this. And he sees the rating at the end. He says NC-17. And Gilbert just starts flipping out. What do you mean it's NC-17? <laughs> I'll tell you something that's NC-17. A family walks into there a is talent agency. <laughs> and a talent agent... <laughs> Totally not even looking ass. What's your act? <laughs> well played. As soon as you said Gilbert, is he going to fucking take this to the aristocrats? Amazing. That's great. Brian, what do you think happens post-credits? I think we zoom out of LA to the Hollywood sign where Orgasmo has a secret meeting with a new sidekick. And he's standing there behind the Hollywood sign, dead of night. I'm an angel keeping watch over the city at night. As violence and darkness take over the streets, I work to rid this city of crime. I'm the symbol this town needs. And he steps out, and it's Mysterion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense here. Yeah. Steven, what do you think happens? So I know what happens. Uh, we go right into Orgasmo 2. Uh, Joe, after a long day of crime fighting, is in bed with Lisa. They're asleep, fast asleep. And Max Orbison sneaks in through the window, wearing nothing. He straddles over Joe's face and he looks down. Joe wakes up. He looks up. Lisa now looks up. He looks down. He straddled over their face, looks down and says, I want to know how I got these scars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.